This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Hey, we ought to see if we can get a recording of that. Uh, uh, also, Sprach Zarathustra without the end cutting off like that. It's out there. Oh, there he is. My watch must be wrong. I was in the bathroom hanging out thinking I got a couple minutes. Apparently, right. Hanging out. I was just hanging out. Looking for a new friend. Blowing my nose, fixing my hair, etc., etc. Washing your feet in the sink. Exactly. The bathroom thing, you know. Live, etc., etc. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Competing narratives. One of those theme general managers. Sounds like a deep general manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> some of it's ignorance, some of it's uh, willful lying. Completely biased description of what's happening in the world. For uh, for my house, the general manager is first day of school, which is uh, we're trying to make a, uh, you know, exciting and make it seem like it's first days of school always have been or were in the past or were for me, you know. What are you yes. going to wear on the first day of school? Sure. And take a picture, and it's a big deal. And all seeing the stuff. friends and all, meet meet new friends, right. meet your teacher, all that sort of stuff. None of those things are going to happen, of course. But here's uh, here's a pen, Jack. Here's a a piece of paper. If you could please write me out a list of the people you think you're fooling. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, everybody's trying their best. Yeah, it's just a, it's a drag. Really it is, is a drag. drag. Um, and uh, so did Doctor Scott Lieb say yesterday? Don't think there's going to be a vaccine till next year. Um, did you just benefer Dr. Scott Gottlieb? <laughs> yes. What did I say? Dr. Scott Lieb? No, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I might from now on, though. I kind of like it. So, Dr. Scott Lieb. <laughs> yes. So, there's no vaccine until next year? Well, that's, yeah. Michael? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the whole could be my no, by November. Uh, that was just wishful thinking, just uber optimism. That's the soonest conceivable moment, and, and that it's would, just not very likely. Would still break the vaccine-to-market record by something like eight and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, There's a, there, there are a lot of things I assume they're uh, shoving to the side to get that vaccine out. They're not going to, well, it's you know it's eighth in line, so we got to get past uh, this uh, <laughs> athlete's foot cure and a variety of other things we need to test. I assume they get, you know. Treatment for restless leg syndrome. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's on the list. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got yet another cure for baldness. We have to see if it causes cancer in mice before we can get to the vaccine. It's just yet another boner pill. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't we have enough? How many do we need? But even even with, uh, what do they call it? Fast tracking it. They don't think there's going to be a vaccine till next year. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I know people are starting to... Uh, well, it's been, I'm sorry, it's been pointed out that there are, I believe, no successful vaccines as yet against coronaviruses Ever. in general. Ever. There's never right. been one. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I, that should get mentioned more often. They've never come up with a virus for this kind of well, disease. I don't want to drive people into despair. We'll get there soon enough. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I, I'm hearing the rumblings now of, you, you know, what, how it comes in the, the just little bits of, oh my gosh, they canceled the NBA season. And you know, school's out for a week. Wait a second, the whole month? Wait a second, the rest of the year? Oh my God, who would have ever thought? Right. Now it's this part of the year. Now I'm, I'm already hearing the rumblings of, yeah, there's a decent chance we're not going to be back, you know, this year at all, next semester either. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. You know, maybe it needs to come out in those little waves, because if you, you, you try to swallow all that at once, it's just too depressing. Sure, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And and we can take on little chunks of challenge uh, and be reasonably okay at some point. Well, here's an optimistic note. We will get better at dealing with this, probably, just because humans are ingenious, obnoxious, but ingenious. Uh, we will solve problems, maybe just... 20% of them, but we'll, we'll get better, I think. Hmm. Of course, it's easy for me to say. I don't have a couple of bored, disaffected, uh, um, uh, depressed kids trying to learn and a harried teacher. Uh, Judy and I had a lovely uh, social engagement uh, Saturday night, I guess, with um, uh, some folks that included an elementary school teacher. And she was talking about her very well-funded and smart district. It's actually the district my kids went to back in the day. Um, and and what they were having the teachers do. And it sounded enormously complicated, exhausting, and in terms of its probable success, a little iffy. Yeah, I was doing, we were doing a thing yesterday and trying to get everything ready and all the different, there's so many different things. I don't know if you call them platforms or websites or whatever they're, but they're just... You know, they know better than I do. I don't know why there has to be so many of them and not just one that we go to. But anyway, there's one and an email went out from the teacher saying this has got to be done for tomorrow just for diagnostics so we can get started. And I sent an email. I cannot find this. I mean, I was going to all the platforms. Just go to the this tab and drop down this menu and click on this on this. Pl-. And I just could not find it. I spent a ton of time. I yeah. could not find it. And the, and the teacher said that that's OK. Uh, 20 of the students haven't finished yet out of 25 in this class. So that means oh boy. practically nobody had found it or done it, or I'm thinking the lack of being able to find it was a lot of the problem, but um, just uh, the number of different logins and passwords, and they're all different because each, you know, you can't have one login because one of them's got to be eight letters and one of them has to have a symbol and one of them has, and they're right. all different. And you have to have a sheet of paper with all your logins and passwords right next to your thing before you even start into the nine different things you're going to log into. Well, you don't want the Russians to hack into your kid's schoolwork. Look here. Turns out 4 plus 4 equal 8 in U.S. I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Why is there need to... That's an excellent question. I thought that at one point. Why is there a, why is this passworded at all? Maybe so people don't log in and start showing porn? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I like don't know. Like the Zoom classes. Don't do that, by the way. Just don't. That might be one of the great leaps forward if we all if we all decide, hey, there's a whole bunch of I do this all the time with my medical stuff. I think, is there a place I can check the box? I don't care if everybody in the world sees my medical information. <laughs> don't care at all. Makes no difference to me if you know everything about my medical history. If I get to skip these steps every time I try to do anything. Be fine with me. I don't care. I think a lot of people would do that with a tons of, with tons of stuff. Uh, you, you can see this, you can see that, and no password. Just skip the password. You realize, I want a password. You realize the counseling you got for your furry fetish will be on there. That's fine. Okay. It was successful. That's, that's <laughs> right. I mean, if you if they read deep enough, they'll see that I was cured. And and you you sold your fox costume, right? <laughs> I don't use it anymore. Right. Oh. I would dry oh, clean it. Oh, you still that. have it, do you? Get that dry clean before you use it. <laughs> Jack wearing a big fox costume. Getting his shorv on. And so that's just the schooling <laughs> thing before I move on. And I feel bad for the teachers trying to deal with all the students and all oh, those platforms yeah. and everything like that. Oh. I don't even know how you'd do that without going crazy. But uh, then the, 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 the business end of it, okay, so there's not going to be a vaccine till next year, so businesses aren't going to open up maybe some places till next year. How many businesses will be left by 2021 if they're not allowed to have customers and or open up? 
Oh, my God. Stock market record close again on Friday <sighs> on uh, three of the indexes, I think, had record closes, all time highs. That's not the way it looks like on Main Street. It's weirding me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting back to the whole business is being closed, and it is self-evident to anybody with any sense of the economy that this is already terribly damaging and could be catastrophic. And yet I see almost entirely Democratic uh, Party politicians talking about a complete shutdown and we need to enforce this and the rest of it. And I can't decide what percentage of them are just ignorant of how economies work and don't understand how this will cascade and how many of them are are closeted far lefties who are trying to overwhelm the system in the classic clower piven strategy that the antifa types and the black block types and the blm types they're deliberately trying to overwhelm that's a decent system a lot of those people in the streets across america smashing windows and uh breaking things they want capitalism to fail so they're in no hurry to open up right uh, which brings me to my main thesis of the day. Would you like to hear my main thesis of the day? Breaking down the VMAs from last night? Oh, Is that your main boy. thesis? We're no. going to spend a whole hour on that. Okay, I'm leaving. Um, my main thesis of the day is the term systemic racism. When you hear the term systemic racism, you're a good person. You don't want to be a racist. Wait a minute, I'm against racism, you think. When you hear systemic racism, think the United States. When they're protesting systemic racism, they're protesting the United States. Our courts, our government, our culture, religion, everything. That's what they're trying to tear down. Now, if you have somebody protesting police brutality, fine, okay, I'm with you. Or uh, or protesting racism in general, okay, that's fine. But when you hear systemic racism, that means the whole system. It's a good one. So we're not going to break down the VMAs last night, the Video Music Awards? You should feel free. Miley Cyrus redoing her uh, Wrecking Ball video? No? Okay. Maybe I later. can't believe I got lured into reading a few paragraphs about that. <laughs> Let's uh, introduce everybody in the squad to get going. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Uh, pretty good. Glad to be here. I had to take the fiance to the emergency room oh my last God. night. Everything's great. She, We thought her left arm had gone numb, but it turns out it was just a pinched nerve. Ooh, that geez. happened to me once. I mean, not the whole arm, but it was extremely disconcerting. Yeah. So, it was a back spasm. Yeah. So it's, case, yeah. she's fine. But there was an interesting, two interesting things at the ER that I saw. One was a big sign that I te- just texted you guys. It says, big old letters, place urine in bucket. Be sure to tighten the lid. So okay. it was an instructions to, I guess, it's good employees. To know. I think about that every day. No, I thought, you know, hey, my job's not so bad. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to do that job. You know? Reminds me of my childhood. That we had a urine bucket. And I just wanted to thank the... Toilet, in- please. The- we dreamed of having a toilet. <laughs> And I do want to thank the incredibly hot nurse that helped us. Boy, oh, I, I, I know it's you terrible. You can't say that when you, you can't take your fiance. She's, a, she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just between us. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. As uh, I am now, uh, as you you may you guys know, I I am in the financial market. I am of the investor class. Sure. Oh boy, and the stock uh, market's roaring. Oh yeah, yeah. And the the PSP, the positive Sean portfolio, has just been oh, on fire. Uh, but I am now on the receiving end of my very first stock split, where I have had a a couple different instances of the reverse stock split, which is generally not a good sign. But this is my first time uh, with the the stock split. I, I had uh, invested in Apple, Apple and Tesla. Their stock splits have uh, both taken effect in today. One being a four to one, one being a five to one. Mm. 
It's uh, it's just interesting as I continue to learn and experience the uh, the ebbs and flows of the financial game. And that happens today. Today, yes. I'll have the, to keep the, an eye on that. The prices are reflected today. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, August 31st. It's a special day we'll tell you about later, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. That's uh, moms in Michigan. Okay. Saying, let our kids play their games. More on that later, too. Way to go, moms. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, we got so much to get to. Oh, I know it. I've got stacks of stuff. Got to talk about Portland Saturday night. That was just uh, incredible. Uh, so much going on. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The man being investigated for the shooting death in Portland Saturday night, which we'll talk more about later, uh, declares himself 100% Antifa, which I'm sure the end, some people on the left are not happy to hear, but... Well, he is, see. clearly. More on that later. Mailbag! First of all, your freedom-loving quote of the day. Better be a short one, given the time. This is from the great Milton Friedman, continuing our series of MF quotes. If you put the federal government in charge of the Sahara Desert, in five years there'd be a shortage of sand. Hey, now! That's some sarcasm right there. I don't believe that. It would never happen. I believe there's a surplus of sand. Currently. Yet through their ineptitude, Sean, they're, well... John writes... Guys, when talking about the VMAs, please have Positive Sean mention all of the Korean idol groups nominated for Best K-Pop, not just BTS. Thank you. John, if Sean spends any time talking about the Video Music Awards, there's going to be violence in here. (laughs) I'll be perpetrating it. I will immediately turn myself into the authorities. They did win Best Pop Performance for I have no S's to give. (laughs) I've checked my bag of S's. It's fresh out. I like the fact that there was a category for best music video from home. <laughs> Talk about that later. People who did like the coronavirus shutdown videos. I, that was a good idea adding that in. I am participating in this discussion under protest. Mm. I have filed my official <laughs> protest. That is kind of charming. Moving along. Feel free to use my name, guys. Wanted to pass this along as a witness to the fact that the state of Cal Unicornia is sending out notifications to Everyone registered to get a mail in the ballot, as you can see from the attached. There's one for me and one for the person that has not lived here for at least two years, to my knowledge. How many shows the names and everything like that? I emailed the Marin County Registrar of Voters asking what they want me to do with it. I'm hoping they reach out and take a hard look at the records. I did mention how concerning it is that they plan to send ballots out in this manner, and it will most likely threaten the integrity of the election. It may fall on deaf ears, but I feel he's, he's doing his part. Um it occurs to me, as many states will be blanketing the country with uh, ballots. Which we've never done before. No. Many, many, many of which will end up in places where the person no longer lives there or, or what have you. Um, it is all about the rigor of checking the signatures. But if we have millions and uh, millions of votes, take? how long will that take? Right. 
Which brings us to the next point from uh, Chuck. He says, would you guys bring on a highly knowledgeable constitutional lawyer to set us straight on what will happen if the election is not determined by January 20th, 2021, Inauguration Day? Uh, Judge Napolitano is on Fox News spreading what I believe to be incorrect information that Nancy Pelosi would be acting president. Chuck, you know, we have to uh, look into that, but that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know if that's true or not, but that doesn't sound like a crazy situation. No, the speaker's third in line. Right. After the Veep, obviously. And if you don't know who's the president and who's the Veep, it would be the speaker, which would make that duplicitous, dishonest, malignant old hag the first woman president with a big old <laughs> asterisk next to her. You'd still be the first woman president. Note, temporary during election crisis, Note two, malignant old hag. Wow. The history books would say. Uh, and then this is quite strange. A number of people have sent this along. If you type in Antifa.com, it redirects to Joe Biden's website. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Yeah, somebody sent a text about yeah. that. I haven't checked it out. I did it. Really? It does. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was in my intention. I saw the guy come up like this with the bear mace and lay it into the two guys in front of him. And then I heard the shots. Like it was that fast. It was mace, pop, pop. The guy who had had the bear mace turned and took three or four steps and then fell. Do you seriously wonder, Mr. President, why this is the first time in decades that America has seen this level of violence? It's you who have created the hate and the division. It's you who have not found a way to say the names of black people killed by police officers, even as people in law enforcement have. So that's the mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, blaming the president for uh, the violence that's been going on for three months. Do you think he actually means that? Yes. That's far more dangerous than somebody, well, I don't know, it's dangerous in a different way than somebody deliberately misleading. The idea that Trump caused these divisions? So I want to talk about Saturday night. So Saturday night, um, uh, see, my wife was out of town. I was dealing with kids. I don't know. They got to bed, I guess. Must have been what happened. And then I just started uh, going through the news, and I got on the, um, I guess the first thing I saw was all the four-wheel drive trucks with American flags and Trump hats and everything that were gathering uh, outside of downtown Portland and preparing to head in. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be something. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting on the uh, the Twitter thread and uh, following that throughout the evening and watching Seattle and Portland and Washington, D.C., and Oakland, and various cities around the country as uh, all kinds of crazy violence and mayhem was going on. And uh, and then I kept going to the cable news channels, and nothing, nothing, I mean nothing Wow! on any of the channels, not Fox, not MSNBC, CNN. MS, MSNBC and CNN had various weekend hosts on there talking about how evil Trump is, and Fox had various hosts on talking about how evil Biden is going to be. But nobody was covering 
the live mayhem in um, many of our big giant cities across this country, which I thought was extraordinary. While Twitter was just on fire, if you'll pardon the expression, because cities were on fire, and fire with it, and there was so much out there, so much video footage, so much on-the-street reporting from all these cities in 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 a night like has not existed in my lifetime, at least since I was like three years old, Mm -hmm. and no coverage of it on cable news. I thought, this is, you know, it probably happened a long time ago, but for it's certainly maybe the last of the the jump-the-shark moments for old journalism. The fact that they don't even break into recorded programming from the weekend to let you know, hey, by the way, there's like eight major cities where there are riots in the streets. Right. They don't even have stringers in these cities who can go out with their cell phone and stream live video. That sort of thing, which is readily available on the Twitter machine. But I think I think these companies are so hollowed out. They just don't have weekend crews. I mean, Fox News, frankly, is the worst. They go down to a skeleton crew on the weekends. Yeah. It does their, we could get in an atomic war with Canada and you wouldn't know about it until 8 a.m. Uh, Monday yeah. morning. There practically has to be a war or an assassination before Fox breaks programming. And then MSNBC and Santa, I don't know what they're doing anyway, but I thought, this is amazing. So unless you're the kind of person that's gonna, you know, put in the effort, because it requires effort, you can't just flip to a channel on Twitter. And get your information like in the information you want, like a cable news channel. You have to put some effort into it, and mm-hmm. you have to know how to do it. And it's a bit of a skill learning how to do it. Just, I thought, how many millions of people are spending their Saturday night? Maybe they check in with their their news headlines because there was nothing from the New York Times or the Washington Post either. No alerts. Wow. It was exi- It was as, it was as if it wasn't happening. Except I knew it was happening because I was watching live video for hours on Saturday night. Is that ideological? You think financial? I think it's. Uh, I think part of it is financial. I think part of it it was would be the difficulty of. Uh, these are all volunteers, so sending a paid employee into this would be a problem. Although mm. people have been doing that for years in war zones and protests and sure, stuff like yeah. that, but that would that would make it. Also, the language and the things you're going to hear and see. Ah, um, uh, Twitter right. doesn't care. And you hear MF this, MF that, and then you see a guy with his head split open and blood all over the street. And that's on Twitter, and, you know, maybe you don't want that on your, your MSNBC. I think that's part of it. I think part of it is ideological, although that doesn't explain Fox. So that gets to the just don't want to spend the money. I don't know, but I thought, this is disturbing Oh yeah, uh, that we could have some sort of line has been crossed. I mean, we're in a different era. Things have changed, but... The fact that it was not covered by any of the newspapers or the cable news channels, has it actually happened if nobody knows it's happened? Right. And then when the coverage began, it was just horrifically dishonest. Just blatantly, flamingly dishonest. So there was a. We can go into detail on that a little bit later on. There were a number of channels that I was on on Twitter where there are people that grab the feeds from various uh, cell phones across the country, and you're just walking with. The protesters, or counter-protesters, or whatever the freak that means. We'll have to get into that later. I don't even under... Man, you talk about language straight out of Mao's cultural revolution. The counter-protesters were met by the protesters. Who's which now? The counter-protesters are the ones that have been there for the last three months. But the protesters are the one that just came in from out of town. And they caused the violence. Yep. (laughs) I'm confused by all this. Yep. um, Well, they and Trump. 
But there are a number of different channels on Twitter where you'd have people go into, okay, we're going to go, things are getting hot now in uh, Seattle. We're going to go live. Things are hot now. Oh, let's go to Oakland. Somebody just got attacked. And then, and you, and you watch it right there live. And again, I flip over to MSNBC, nothing, nothing. Some show that aired earlier in the day talking about a sp- speech yeah. Trump went and how he's the new Hitler. And then I look, New York Times, Washington Post, no, not a word from them. The new uh, Adolf Hitler? Rioting Great in the Scott. streets in some of the biggest Quite cities in America. Nazi Germany. Nobody's paying any attention. Yeah. And I just, I, I have trouble wrapping my head around it. Yeah, well, these are odd times in which we, uh, we as Americans are definitely split along informational lines, but that's a theme we've hit many times. But it's, that's why it's so difficult for us to come together and discuss solutions to problems. Cause I mean, I listen to NPR and they are living in a bizarro world. I, I, I can't even, I don't, again, I don't know if it's ignorance or if it's willful dishonesty, but it's, it's one of the two. I was watching the live footage on Saturday night in Washington, D.C., where you had more of those groups going around confronting diners yes, and making them raise their fist or kneel or a variety of different things, and very little police presence showing up. And then when the police presence did show up, the, uh, the protesters or counter-protesters or freedom fighters or Antifa, or I don't know, it depends on who you're listening to. <laughs> freedom um, fighters. <laughs> are marching down the streets and the police are backing up and the people are screaming at the police, you should have never been born. You know, just all these horrible, horrible things that the all police... Cops oh, yeah, the all guy, cops are racist. All cops are bastards. How about the, the, the video that went around Saturday night on uh, on Twitter that was not on the cable news channels at all when I went to bed at 11 o'clock? Um, of the guy standing in the street, we need to put these cops in their graves, calling for the murder of cops in the streets. Right. In a, with, a, with, a, with a megaphone, and it's on video, and nobody's got anything to say about it. And Ted Wheeler says Donald Trump caused those divisions. And it doesn't even Not make the news. years of extreme left-wing ideology being taught in schools. Interesting. Did you hear about the woman who unveiled a 24-year-old McDonald's hamburger and fries? I did not hear about Kept that. Kept them for 24 years, then unveiled them, and they looked slightly dry. <laughs> Like, maybe they hadn't made them so fresh, but they looked exactly like a McDonald's burger and fries. And uh, this happens every now and then. Who are you yes. people that do this? Um, uh, it is astonishing. Though. In what way did she seal them or wrap them? Uh, I don't remember precisely. 24 years. In a box, so back to 96. Yes, 1996. Uh, she kept the original good, packaging, which that was, featured, a, that was a good era for McDonald's. Oh, fries. they're very strong. Yeah, their ketchup was particularly tangy in the late 90s. <laughs> Featured an advertisement for a NASCAR race. Uh, the fries looked like they maybe could have fallen under your seat a month ago or so. That never rotted or decayed, the woman said in the video. I would, I would agree that's a good assessment of it. She explained that the burger... Shouldn't food rot or decay over a quarter century? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> would think so. She explained the burger was also in tip-top condition. The bread is never molded, the meat is never rotted, and it is never even broken. It's completely intact. Sounds wow. like high quality. With, with regular, That's right. With, That's American construction, Sean. <laughs> I can't keep regular bread that I buy, especially fresh bread. You can't keep it edible for two days. Right. Right. You buy it on Monday, you can't eat it on Wednesday. What do they do to their buns that they'll hang around for a quarter century? McDonald's eventually released a statement uh, attempting to reduce the terror caused by this story uh, by saying, uh, despite the unchanged appearances, the burger had definitely undergone some changes. Says Ann Christensen, director of field brand reputation for McDonald's. Field brand reputation. Wow, that's a job? 
Director of field brand reputation. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't gotten a call from them from like the, uh, <laughs> who do we disparage now and then? Taco, <laughs> Taco, Taco Bell. Uh, I don't know. I think I've touted the deliciousness of their burritos. Mm. The fact that nobody in Mexico has ever eaten food that resembles their food in the slightest. But um, anyway, uh, Ann Christensen, the what I called her before, said, In the right environment, our burgers, like most other foods, could decompose. But in order to decompose, you need certain conditions, specifically moisture. Without sufficient moisture, either in the food itself or the environment, bacteria and mold may not grow, and therefore decomposition is unlikely. Yeah, you see... Uh, so it's dried out, that's why. Well, yeah, but you see, all of us, we go out of our way to try to get our food into conditions where it will last the longest. Mm. I mean, to save us money. We buy groceries, sure. and we try to put them in a condition that will last the longest, and a lot of the food doesn't last a couple of days under the best of circumstances. Right. <laughs> right. So, that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't need to eat a quarter-century-old hamburger, but it... I might do that. I got, where would I put it? Got to put it somewhere where rats and mice don't get to it. You ever um, bought a McD's and had more than you wanted? Like you bought a bunch of no, cheeseburgers. I've never had more than I wanted. <laughs> I want all of it. I want the entire bag I bought. Because I've I've bagged them and put them in the fridge once in a while. Mm. And sure enough, you take it out a day or two later. It looks a bit like the the burger in the store. And it's fine. Uh, well, I don't it know. That, fine. I don't know if it's fu- what. Tastes no, fine. she didn't eat it. No, the one that you put oh, in for a couple oh, of days. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Perfectly edible. Right. Yum. Throw it in the microwave. Meh, it's a little gummy, but I'm sure I can get through it. A little extra ketchup on that from the fridge. It'll be just fine. <sighs> the French fries are tough the next day, though. Those don't. Oh, it's tough, no. it's they tough don't. to revive those in the similar way. They don't uh, age as well as everything else. No. Yeah. That's why you finish those on the drive home from the drive through. Absolutely. <laughs> the best fries in the world have a sh- shelf life like, a, you know, a Mayfly or Young Love. I mean, it just it comes and it goes. You have to enjoy fries in the moment. I think it's, it's kind of beautiful that way. You eat that last one that fell between your legs when you get out of the car and you see it's there in the seat. Oh, good. There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> I thought I was all out. Some great examples of the dishonesty of the media coming up, how they carefully choose and massage their words, leave things out. Uh, yeah, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'd like to know if you took any any information in over the weekend or and how you did it. This is a weird time we're living in where you can't go to the newspapers or TV to find out what's happening. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're not going to let our country be destroyed by a bunch of nut jobs. <laughs> that really needs to be in the show intro, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, where was that said? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's some plain talk right there. Can I hear that again? Because the delivery, the crowd reaction. (laughs) We're not going to let our country be destroyed by a bunch of nut jobs. (laughs) Watch me. There you go. Nobody nobody focus grouped that. I'll tell you that. Never going to be another president like him. No no doubt. (laughs) It's unbelievable. 
So uh, Biden got no bounce out of the convention. By the way, I saw a stat. 50% of people didn't see one second of the conventions, which doesn't surprise me. No, no. That um, actually gives me hope. Yeah, no kidding. And they're pointless, and they have very little meaning. And, uh, and you know, I wish I wouldn't have watched as Disagreed. much as I did. Not pointless. Not at all. Huge bump in enthusiasm okay. on the Republican uh, side. We'll see. Um, uh, so you got these numbers that came out. Uh, Trump pulls closer to Biden after RNC. So Biden got no bump out of his, although some people believe he was kind of at his, you know, ceiling-ish where he was, and mm-hmm. uh, Trump wasn't yet. Former Vice President Joe Biden leads Trump 50-44 to 44 now. It was 52-42 before it began, so cut almost in half from 10 points to 6 points nationally. Trump cut into Biden's lead among suburbanites and grew his support among white voters, though he worsened his standing with voters of color. No! In spite of all that outreach. So what I think is interesting all is that... great, persuasive black and brown speakers. Right. What I think is interesting is that his numbers went up among... And tan speakers and mocha speakers and kind of cottage white speakers. Every shade. Cinnamon. Several cinnamon speakers. I think the fact that Trump's numbers went out, uh, up among uh, suburban whites is... Uh, this is my favorite new phrase that I heard six times yesterday watching the cable news shows. Um... <laughs> Uh, permission structure, that's the hot new one. What? Yeah, he gave white voters the permission structure to vote for him because they saw all the black, brown, mocha, cinnamon people saying Trump's not a racist. So right. you, you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm happy with this that Trump's doing and that and the stock market's up and blah, blah, blah. But he's, you know, if he's a racist, I can't be on board with that. And so you see all the black people saying he's not a racist and that gave you the permission structure. To be okay with voting for him. That's the hot there's, new term. There's too much lingo. The hot new Stop term. Stop inventing new lingo. Everybody's a publicist now. <laughs> Everybody's got spin control. and uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So anywhere that, that's where that is. Although the uh, convention bounces usually don't last. They're usually like, you get in and uh, like a week later it goes back to where it was before. That's the history of these things. We'll see. Um, We talked about this a little bit on Friday because it broke while we were on the air. And I haven't dug into this more. Maybe you have. They found 123 missing children in one day. 123? Oh. Yeah. That number's exploded since we first talked about it. Yeah, it was... Ay, caramba. Yeah, it was three dozen on Friday when we announced it and ended up being 123 missing kids, all part of a sex trafficking ring that, they, you know, they need to find the people involved with that and execute every single one of them in a painful way. Yeah, maybe everybody they know, anybody who knew what was going on and oh, didn't say anything. Yeah. But that's that's a good news story. Wow. Um, It's horrifying and yet good. Kudos to the investigators who who cracked that open. Oh, speaking of which, the Kenosha, Wisconsin police with some interesting statements about the protesters and folks they arrested and weapons they confiscated and the rest of it. We'll get to that in a bit. Oh, yeah. Next hour, I want to get into uh, Mr. Blake's background. Um, for everybody who's uh, wearing his name on their shirt and all that sort of stuff, I, I don't think you know the full story of this gentleman. Oh, the guy uh, shot in Kenosha there? Yeah. Yeah, and there's a particular aspect of that story I need to hammer. Okay. Um, um, but here's your latest COVID-confusing information. We, we're, we're, I hope we're going to get a handle on this at some point. We've had it around for six months. Pe- many people who test positive for the coronavirus are no, are no longer contagious. Oh, boy. So you test positive for it, but you're not spreading it anymore. Can we just get like 100,000 people, put them in some town, put a dome over it, 
And just the pretty much the theme of the Simpsons movie, wasn't it? Right. Well, putting it's a because dome over the town. Domer had uh, Homer allowed the silo full of dung into Lake Springfield, but um, and then just study it and figure that all the stuff out, please. But if that's true, then we're uh, a lot of what we're doing is uh, unproductive in all kinds of different ways. Yeah. So you test positive for it, and now you don't get to go to work or be around your family or play baseball or whatever it is. It is. Mm-hmm. But according to this. In many cases, you're not contagious at all. Right. Right. Well, that is something. That is something. Yeah. yeah. Who knows if it's true or not. Yeah, I think we've all kind of gotten used to this, haven't we? Beginning with the don't wear a mask. Oh, no, that's the worst thing you can do, which was a lie at the time. Um, to, uh, you know, the, the about face on that, to, you know, just all of it. Everybody's, everybody's guessing and or has partial information that later turns out to be false. Um even if we had certainty, this would be a heck of a challenge. I looked into getting a test on Friday, and they said, "Is uh, if I don't have a fever, I can't get a test." And I thought, "Okay, yeah, that's six, stupid." Six months in, and you can't get a test if you uh, if you want one, right? Okay, you think you might be a mildly symptomatic case, but no. Jacob Blake may have been shot uh, for reason or not. I don't know, but a little bit about his background, among other things, coming up next hour. Armstrong and Getty.